Rusty Quill presents. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the last mini-sode for the summer off-season of Westside Fairy Tales. We're going to be starting season two here at the end of November, so make sure that you mark your calendars for that. We've already got pretty much the entire season written. We're going to have it all recorded by the end of November, and uh, we should be releasing some little commercials so that you can get your fix and get you a little excited about it ahead of time. Until then, here's the last mini-sode of the season. Stuff. This is a letter to the outside. I think. I hope, at least. It's been a while since I saw the outside. The windows are choked up with wine bottles from Mira's old collection. She liked to stick candles in the necks and light them. It gave the kitchen this sort of Little Italy vibe she liked to brag about to Jeanette and the girls. Now the glass just throws muddy light across the room. Dusty glass turns it all green and brown. Real ugly. They're all twisted now. No idea how they got that way. We bought them in, oh, 92, I think. It was on the fishing trip we took to Morocco, the one where we didn't actually fish at all. I don't even know why we called it that, fishing trip. We just shopped, and all we ever seemed to do is shop. The curtains, the twisted-up ones, we bought them in a little gray stone building with a weird sign. I can't remember what it looked like, other than Mira called it two clams and a candle. I guess that's what it looked like then, though I, I really can't picture it. When we bought the drapes, we kept making jokes about that sign, but I can't really remember any of them. But I can feel the hurt in my belly, right below the ribs. That ache you get from really good laughter. I can even remember Mira's face. She was wearing that broad straw hat I'd bought her in Paris. It's still here, in the living room with the other hats. There's a stack of them on the second couch, arranged by hat band colors so that they flow together in a sort of rainbow. It's a real neat effect. Big hit at parties. I don't have parties anymore. Even when we had the parties, I didn't have them. They just sort of happened. Mira would marshal the resources of the house, making sure the chiffon serving platters were ready and loaded with fancy meats and cheeses from Whole Foods. Or or were they Faberware? Sometimes they were Faberware, I'm sure of it. Yeah, they were Faberware. Because we got those from Home Goods, either the third or fourth trip out to get the melon baller. The fucking melon baller. Jesus, that was a debacle. You see, Mira had been watching all these cooking shows and she got on a real bender about tiramisu. The garnish was what sold the dish, she'd tell me, relating some gossip about a party Jeanette had where something melted at the wrong time. Jeanette actually came by last week. I, I think she's still in the bathroom. Anyway, Jeanette, real bitch, by the way. Jeanette made a recipe with these little ice cream balls on toothpicks in the center of the tiramisu. Tiramisu is a complicated cake, if you didn't know. We still have some in the fridge, though I can't remember when the last time she made any was. The days have really been getting away from me. 
But like I was saying, these ice cream balls would melt if they were too small. Something about the way they rested atop each other and the cool surface of the cake kept them from turning to slush. The point is, the melon baller for the ice cream needed to be around 13 millimeters across and have the little mechanical piece that scoops out the, uh, the scoop. Jeanette's was 10 millimeters across. No good. And so were the two we had at our place. We had a nice melon baller for guests and the like, and uh, also the sort of everyday one we kept in a knife and fork drawer. Long story short, we found the right melon baller, and Mir's tiramisu was a rounding success. Only three people had any, leaving, well, most of a tiramisu behind, but she got a lot of compliments on the presentation, and Jeanette looked miffed. Fun story about the melon ballers. Well, it's, it's not a story, it's just a thing I do. When people come over for parties, I'll make an issue about getting the bottle opener out of the knife and fork drawer. Then I'll pull out the melon baller. I'll look at the guys and say, geez, aren't these things always in the way? They'll agree and smile, and then I'll pull out the second melon baller. Oh, wow, you have two of those? This is where things are really starting to heat up. I'll laugh and rub the back of my head, right along the hairline. That's what sells it, the faux embarrassment. Then I'll say, you think that's bad? Then I'll go to the silverware drawer and pull out the third melon baller and say, here's the fancy one. It's always good for a chuckle. If you've got three melon ballers, you've got to get your money back on that investment. It's sad to say, but the line doesn't always go over well. Sometimes I just get a polite smile or people will stop paying attention before I get to the third or even second melon baller. There's really no way to prepare for that. You just have to hope it doesn't happen. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But there are a lot of things you can prepare for. 
I have a second wallet, for instance, that I keep in case of emergencies, particularly if I get robbed walking in a bad neighborhood. I don't visit places like that, but you never know. I keep the wallet stocked with $50, a few old credit cards, and a state identification card. I used to just keep 5 or $6 in the wallet until a police friend of mine said that small amount of cash might upset a mugger, given that I look wealthy on the worst of days. To complete the ruse, I put some of my old credit cards in the wallet and even got a second identification card from the state. This had the negative effect of making the wallet too important to lose, so I keep it in my left back pocket at all times now. My real wallet is in my back right pocket, so there's the added effect of evening things out when I sit, which I've read is good for your back. Miro was complaining about a bad back when she went into the bedroom a couple weeks back. There was a lot of shifting around in there after she closed the door, and I haven't had the heart to go look. Luckily, we installed a few dozen security cameras in the house. If anything happened to her, the security service we hired to monitor the cameras will surely keep me posted. Secretly, I'm afraid they might have already called, but I can't find the phones anymore, at least the ones we have plugged into the walls. The walls are equally hard to find at times. A portion of the study's northern wall, I'm writing this in the study, is completely covered in plastic and steel rotary telephones. They are in a variety of colors, though most are red. Mira loves the color red. The curtains we bought in Morocco were red. Are red, despite the twisty thing they've been doing. A lot of our stuff has been doing this twisty thing. It's unnerving, the way everything seems to be molded together at times, the way the stacks and piles droop over top you when you walk. I used to melt army men, those little green guys with a magnifying glass when I was a child. I would melt half my army men sitting in the noonday sun at father's place in Corsica. They would turn blackish and stoop over, dripping melted plastic like blood and viscera onto their bases. I believed this turned them into zombies, and I would have my army men battle it out with the zombie horde. Jeanette said much the same thing when she came to visit. She said other things, of course. Where's Mira? And why haven't you returned the pewter chess set you borrowed last Christmas? After those things, she said our place was a mess and asked what happened. I told her we'd been shopping, because Mira had started feeling bad after the curtains started doing their twisty thing. She had nodded and suggested that perhaps it was time we finally had a child. Jeanette had a child when she was 19, shortly before she was married. Her son is a biomechanical engineer for Blackwell now, despite her dropping him onto the concrete in front of her house when he wasn't even a year old. I had been there. I had seen. She had been drinking. Jeanette's child's success was her success, given the way she talked about it. And aside from Tiffany's auctions and tiramisu, the woman didn't talk about anything else. Until she came to visit, then she couldn't stop talking about all our new stuff. She went on and on, asking how could we fit this much shit in here, and where is anybody supposed to walk in this place? Aren't you two hosting the derby party later this year? Then she touched a box of new Christmas lights. Well, a dozen or so boxes piled all the way to the ceiling. Her hand came back a pulpy mess, dripping blood onto our die-cut marble floor and trailing little ribbons of hand meat. She went pale and then screamed a little bit and then went paler. Then she decided she didn't want to be here anymore, but it was too late. The door was gone. She didn't know the door had started to come and go on its own right around the time the curtains started doing their twisty thing. I'd wanted to tell her because I was trying to squeeze by her to get outside, but she just pushed in like she always did yammering on about how great it was that she had a successful child. I really don't like Jeanette. She's a bitch. 
but I couldn't be rude to a lady. Once she'd found she couldn't leave, I told her she could probably clean up in the restroom. She turned a third shade of pale I didn't even know she possessed and excused herself to use the restroom. She pushed aside a stack of De Beers jewelry boxes, half a year's salary, that, and that's the last I saw of her. I think she figured she could slip out the bathroom window, but I'm pretty sure she didn't. After Jeanette left, that was pretty much it as far as visitors. I spend my time cruising the internet and using our home gym to stay in shape. I don't know what for, but I like to be prepared. I order things and I add them to the piles. I eat ancient tiramisu and am loath to count the calories. I think our possessions get lonely. Mira was lonely, even though she was with me. She told me that a lot. Alex, I don't feel like you're here, and I'd say, well, then where the heck am I? Then she'd hop on Amazon or something and buy stuff. New stuff, old stuff. We have a big house. There was a lot of space to fill. She started getting headaches, so I hung those old twisty curtains to cheer her up. Thing is, I'm pretty sure I only hung them in one room. There were only the two. Oh well, you live and you learn. I just bought a new exercise bike, the kind where Google shows you on a map how much of the Tour de France you've just completed. I'm pretty damn good at it, but I don't think I'll be riding into Paris with a glass of champagne anytime soon. I'm writing this just in case the worst happens, so people will know what to do with this stuff. You know, you can't take it with you. Hey, everybody. That was Stuff, the last minisode of the summer off-season. Can't wait to see you guys at the end of November when we start kicking this thing off for real. I'm very, very excited about this next season. I can't say it enough times. The things that we have lined up for you guys are just great. It's literally some of the best stories I've ever written. I'm very proud of them. I'm very excited to share them with you. So until then, stay safe out there. Westside Fairy Tales is written, read, scored, and produced by Tyler Bell. All content herein is copyright 2017, Tyler Bell. Something's not quite right in the quiet mountain town of Targrady, West Virginia. Months after a local teen was lynched in the dead of a hot summer night, two men stand charged with murder in what the majority opinion considers to be an open and shut case. But Adelaide Stevenson, a young crime reporter from Charleston, is finding out the smallest cracks in the official narrative run far, far deeper than she could have ever expected. Join Adelaide and West by God as she navigates small-town secrets, the dubious ethics of her own profession, and the dark whispers of an ancient creature, known to some as the Witcham Woman, who prowls the shadowed hollers that lie between night and nightmare. Sent on overnight assignment to cover the start of the trial, Adelaide quickly realizes the story she's been told, and been telling, doesn't make sense. Cryptic assertions of a concrete alibi are emailed to her by the family of the accused. Nobody in town seems comfortable discussing the basic facts of the case, and the murder she's been writing about wasn't the only tragic death this summer. Adelaide extends her stay against the wishes of her editor, and her investigations take a complicated and dangerous turn as she discovers the true depths of the mysteries surrounding Targrady. 
the only real evidence from the night of the murder may lie in the hands of a notorious local crime family led by an enigmatic woman known as the Fetid Queen. Local authorities seem to grow more hostile by the hour, and even Adelaide's own career might not survive this assignment. Featuring an eclectic cast of characters ranging from violent and horrifying to outlandish and fabulous, West by God is a must-read novel for anybody who enjoys Twin Peaks, Stephen King, and all the creepy places you find just off the path in the woods. It is the debut novel of Tyler Bell, a USMC infantry combat veteran, former crime and courts reporter for the Charleston Daily Mail, and creator of the award-winning West Side Fairy Tales horror and dark fiction podcast, due for release by Henlo Press in October of 2023. Learn more at westsidefairytales.com slash westbygod.